Welcome to Good Enough-ish. I'm Brooke Forey. And I'm Amanda Jefferson. We are two organization-loving friends sharing tips, strategies, real-life experiences, and fails of trying to be good enough-ish at everything we juggle in life. I own Indigo Organizing. I help busy people simplify their lives at home and at work. I co-own Curious & Company Creative, a branding design firm, and I created the Balance Bound Planner that helps you get organized and prioritize self-care. You can find us on Instagram at goodenough.ish, and you can find the show notes over at goodenoughish.com. If you have questions, comments, or ideas for future episodes, email us at goodenoughishpodcast at gmail.com or leave us a voicemail at 484-440-9498. So let's start the show. Let's do it. Amanda. Hey there. Hi. How are you? I am doing well. At the time of this recording, we have almost made it through the 75 days of January. <laughs> how are you How are you doing over there? It really does feel that way, doesn't it? It does. And then also I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't believe it's already February already. Well, yeah. Like, I'm at the same time, the... somehow both things, I don't know. I know. I'm seeing the Valentine's decorations everywhere. You know, that's happening. Brooke, my Christmas tree is still up. <laughs> Amanda. Oh, that's I... amazing. How dead. Wait, is it real? No. Oh, it's fake. Okay, then you're fine. So we're actually going to talk about mental blocks today as our main topic. And that is one that I have yeah. right now. Well, if it's not dead <laughs> and no. losing, I mean, ours was like, stone cold dead if that right. is that a saying stone cold dead you tried this you tried to figure out that you were saying dead is a doornail the last time that is a doorknob like, doornail dead stone what is a doornail dead stone cold i don't know it was real dead yes and okay we live in a row home yeah and you could put the our, our burrow is very flexible in terms of like tree disposal. Like right. it just has to go out on your regular trash day. But basically for the month of January, they will take it, which okay. is great. There's not so like that's a specific, good pressure. It was it was good pressure, but also a little flexible in dealing with our flu yeah. situation. But the one night we took it down. Nick was working late and I was like, I can do I can do this myself. Like he doesn't need to be here for this. Like oh, usually we all do it. And I was like, we got this, kids. We got this. So Graham was helping me take lights off. We all, you know, we all took off the ornaments first. Graham helped me take the lights off. And then I sat it on the porch for two days. So we looked, it, it was real. I was like, we are those people who have a full Christmas tree in the stand on our porch. <laughs> then I finally, I was like, I can take this out of the stand by myself, whatever. It was a little prickly, a little, a little painful. It's fine. But did you use gloves? I did. Okay, okay. I was gonna but say. then listen, because our trash collection, we are in a row home and the trash collection is on our alley, which is around the back of the house. Okay. But I had taken it out the front door because it was looting losing so many needles, and that's the closest door. Right. So I had to walk around the block with a tree. <laughs> And I told Graham, I was like, can you go make sure, like, the back gate is unlocked? And he was like, sure. And then he unlocked it, and he's standing back there waiting for me to come around. And he's like, here comes that crazy lady carrying a Christmas tree. I was like, yep, that's yep, me. I looked. And there was cars me. driving by. I absolutely looked, you know, like a real, yeah, a real winner carrying a oh Christmas tree around God. town. Oh so, 
It's fine. It went out with the trash. Um, but if yours is faux, then just call it your Valentine's tree, Amanda. It's fine. I um yeah, I think the thing is is that you can't really see our tree. Like it's not in our front window or anything. So I don't feel like the social pressure of that. Um fine. and so it will it go down before we leave for Chile? Will it? I don't know. I mean you make the rules. It doesn't have to. It doesn't have to. Mm-mm. Does it fully still have decorations on it? Yeah. Okay. It's still plugged in. All right. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about this a little bit more in our next segment because I feel like we have to workshop this. <laughs> um, yes, because I'm realizing it involves several mental blocks of mine because as I was making our, my, my, my mental block list, I'm realizing that this tree has several of them. Okay. Yeah. All right. This is good. We're going to workshop it some more. Um in in our last episode, I talked a little bit about, like, getting out a good scream. Yeah. And a friend of mine, who shall remain unnamed, because I'm not going to sell her out here, but um, she sent me a text that was mind-blowing, and I can't believe I never thought of this, but that roller coasters are, like, a socially acceptable place to scream your head off if you just yes. need to get out a good scream. Yes. So she and her husband, when they took their kids to Disney... They would take turns going on roller coasters by themselves so they could scream. That's amazing. Isn't that amazing? What a great way. Because, I mean, Disney's stressful or Disney's fun, but it's also stressful, uh-huh. especially with multiple kids. Like, it can feel exhausting and the whining and the the food and the, like, so many things happening. The and, and you're the, trying, yeah. yes, you're trying to meet everyone's needs. Just go on a roller coaster by yourself. Give each other a little time. You go find a roller coaster somewhere. I don't know. Just I love a good this. Screen. I love this, but the the lack of availability of roller coasters. Well, sure. How can we? What is a roller coaster equivalent that's more easily accessible? Or do we just need to plan like quarterly trips to an amusement park? No, I'm talking about like once a week. Oh, <laughs> weekly. <laughs> yes, that's going to be more challenging. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I like mean, a again, scary empty movie house because is fine. a scary movie you couldn't scream like long and loud. Right. Right. I mean, you could, but yeah. And there might be more to the fact that we're looking for a place to scream long and loud. Like maybe there's something else going on. <laughs> right. We might not be addressed. We might be addressing the symptom and not really the problem. <laughs> Perhaps. Right. right. I mean, who knows? Who really knows here? Well, but. I do remember during COVID that there were people that were organizing like scream fests for moms. Like, That's hey, true. we're going to meet at noon in this field and everybody's going to scream. That is true. I do remember that. I never yeah. participated in one, but I bet it was fun. Yeah. So, okay. you know, that's that's an option. It's okay. like an exercise class. Yeah. You know, you go, you scream. That's true. I mean, we do sing along and sometimes shout out a word here or there. So that's like my like halfway to roller coaster. Right. Yeah. I'm going to see fit tonight for the first time in like over a month. Paige was like, I think this is the first time you've gone this year. <laughs> she was correct because I haven't gone since I had the flu. So I'm really, really out of it, out of practice. Yeah. So maybe yeah. I will do a lot of singing and like talking along with <laughs> They're gonna be like, okay, Monica Sellis. Do you know who Monica Sellis is? She's a she was a tennis player. Yeah, she was very loud, and she, she got was a lot a, of flack for that. Such a grunter, a I mean, very grunt. loud grunter. But that oh, that's actually kind of an example though. If you play tennis or something like that, you can do that. Like, oh, oh, 
That's like, true. It's, it's a bit of a scream because it's, you know, like we were talking about last time, it's like that whole closing the stress cycle, you yeah. know, like it is this like expression. So like if you're some, unfortunately, I don't play tennis, but if I did, I could grunt weekly. You could, I mean, pickleball is a little less pressure and yeah. skill than tennis. So you could just have weekly pickleball to get out some aggression. Are there other sports where I could grunt? I mean... Any and all. I I mean, yeah. There's no rules. I mean, here. You don't really grunt when you get like a basketball in the hoop. You know, you don't really grunt when you yeah, throw but the you, football. But it is like more acceptable to scream if you're celebrating something. Like volleyball, you could do more grunting. Okay, you know, I'm kind definitely of like a, not playing volleyball. Oof, mm, mm. I I hate volleyball. I always got hit in the head with <laughs> the ball. So I was like, I am notorious. My family knows this about me. Like, if there's a sport going on that, like, not I'm not even necessarily playing it, but if yeah. there's, like, something going on behind me mm. and a ball comes flying, it will hit me in the head. It will hit you in And the head. in high school gym class, we when we did, like, our volleyball segment, not segment, <laughs> yeah. whatever. You know, right. I can't even come up with the words. Yeah. Um, there would be, like, four volleyball courts set up in our tiny Ugh, gym. You're like, they're all coming for me. They always did. Every single gym class, I swear, a ball from a different game <laughs> would hit me in the head, so I hate volleyball. Yeah. I'm also just terrible at it, so yeah, well, it's okay. Well, worse, I used to play softball, and it would always hit me in the head, and it is not soft, no. a softball. No. I can't tell you how many goose eggs I got on my forehead from trying to catch a fly ball because I was so terrible that it would just hit me in the head. <laughs> I also played softball and I was not great. How old were you? I was probably like 12, 13, 14 because I oh, played, played sports in older. my little town because there was nothing else to do. Yeah. I played softball. I played field hockey. But that was just what you did because there was nothing else to do. Looking yeah. back, I feel like I could have chosen something else. I mean, you know. You did Maybe what was offered to you. Maybe cheerleading. Maybe. You know? I don't know. Maybe. Um, Amanda, another. Oh, cheerleading. You can oh. yell in cheerleading. That's true. But I can't really be a cheerleader anymore. <laughs> well, and also with cheerleading, you have to yell at certain times certain things. Yeah. I don't know if that's the right fit. Um, I also wanted to mention several friends have told me how much they appreciated the episode about alcohol, which mm. like, you know, we kind of, we didn't hear anything from any listeners in terms of like voicemails and stuff. And I was like, oh, did it resonate with people? But like several people without prompting told me how great it was to hear. And a friend of mine was really interested in reading the book that you suggested. And she did. And she has been experimenting with not dry January, but a damp January, which I oh. love because you had mentioned like taking it slow, like take your time, figure it out. And but she's like noticed a difference just cutting back. So I thought yes. that was really awesome. And I wanted to give you accolades again for that um, great storytelling. That's awesome. That yeah, it's such a personal journey. And it's yeah. just like no judgment and whatever you choose and whatever you, you know, it's like, yeah. 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 How's everything else going over there? Are you still uh, selling all your stuff? I am, Brooke. And I mean, I get such a rush from selling stuff. It's ridiculous. Like oh, I had yeah. put these two cat beds up on Facebook that the cats loved for like 72 hours and then mm. never approached again. Weird. I don't know what happened. 
I don't know. Yeah. So I slapped them up there. I don't know, two for 30 bucks. And then as the weeks go by, I kept producing them. So they were on there for like two for $17 or something. And then somebody reached out and was like, are these available? I can pick them up today. And then I was like, yes, would you also like these other things um, that um, I'm selling? And she was like, yes. So like 32 bucks, get that there stuff out the door. Done. I also just put, and it's so nice because you can schedule it for pickup. I scheduled a pickup for thread up. You know, those bags, those thread up cleanup bags. I didn't know they did pickup. Well, it's just a USPS pickup. Oh. Right. So I just filled up my thread up bags. They're big, you know, so I saved myself an errand. They got picked up yesterday. So we'll see what my payout will be from that. And I even ordered some things on thread up because I wanted a couple dresses for Chile. I got. I think seven dresses. They were J. Crew, Loft, like really good brands. I think I spent $50. Amazing. Yeah. Now, I only liked two of them, but that's okay. That's okay. okay. Can you, does ThreadUp do returns? It's been I need to look into that today because I think they do do returns, but there's like a bit of a restocking fee. So if I paid, you know, $7 for this dress or whatever, I'm not sure that it's worth it to return it. Okay. Um, so I think one of them might end up being a house dress. You know, okay. like when it was like, it, it's basically like a sack. A it's like a yeah. potato sack. I mean, sacks that... are in. <laughs> I think we're all just so over, like we've talked before about how like the pandemic totally changed. Like I barely wear jeans anymore. It's like leggings or joggers all the time. I think sacks are in because we're just like, I don't, I don't want to wear anything uncomfortable anymore. So you wear that sack and you show it off. Well, also, it's the easiest thing in the world, especially for the summer. You put it on, you put on some hoop earrings and some lipstick and a pair of sandals and you are done. Easy breezy, literally breezy. Yes. I yeah. like a good breeze happening inside of the garment. Yes. <laughs> so I finally, the other day, I finally went to Old Navy and tried on 12 pairs of jeans. Okay. How did it go? Because I'm wearing a pair of Old Navy jeans right now that I want to talk about. Okay, I will say I left there with four pairs of jeans. Okay. Which was exciting. The problem is, and so they still have tags on them because what I did while I was in the dressing room, I also have the Old Navy app and like a Gap card and they were having like 40% off Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. on uh, that day on jeans. So Mm -hmm. every pair of jeans was like 20 bucks. Yes. But it's very hard to find the short sizes in stock in the store. Uh-huh. So I found jeans that fit me great ex- aside from the length, but I bought them anyway. Uh-huh. I also ordered their counterparts in the short size from Perfect. the website. Perfect. And then once I have everything mm-hmm, in mm-hmm. my possession, I'm going to retry on because sometimes the short sizes like are actually like the proportions are a little yes. off. And the um, whatever rough edge is kind of in for jeans right now. So yes. if it turns out I prefer the fit of the longer ones to the actual short ones that are the right length, I'm just going to cut the the longer length. So, like, I have a lot of jeans in my possession. Uh-huh. They fit. I felt like they were flattering. And they're, like, a bit of a wide leg, which is mm-hmm. which is what I had to overcome. I was like, I just have to go with something that's slightly on trend. But let me tell you, like, the boyfriend jean trend and, like, the really wide leg I can't, or, like, that curve. Have you yeah. seen the – what? What is happening with like the bell shape? I can't. Yeah. Yeah. I no. can't do it. Yeah. Yeah. I know. So. I'm doing more of like a 
I'm doing a couple of different things right now, but right okay. now, like these jeans that I'm rocking right now, they are a, they're the kind with the holes in them. They're the distressed kind and they're a straight leg. Okay. They're a straight, straight leg. leg. And, um, you know, I'm liking them, but they're just a bit hard. They're yeah. not, they don't have quite as much give as I like. So they're a little bit hard. So I'm actually testing them right now. I have the um, I have the tag still on because I'm trying to decide if they're going to be a Chile jean or not. You know what I decided packing for Chile? First of all, I'm super excited because I did get all of the clothes that I want to take to Chile in a carry-on for our three-week trip. Now, Amazing. I'm talking about clothes. What I have not fit in there are things like the gifts that we want to bring for the family. But I mm. think what we've decided is that between the three of us, we're going to check one suitcase. Okay. Oh, that's and, perfect. Yeah, exactly. So then like any overflow or anything like that. But I really want my goal to be that my clothes fit in, in one. Um, and so I tried on a bunch of stuff and Brooke, I don't think I'm going to ever wear shorts again. <laughs> hmm. No, I have gone through this thing for oh. the last several years, especially jean shorts. I've been like on the hunt for the perfect jean short that like doesn't squeeze, but isn't too baggy and like fits. And then I found it and I was like, this still doesn't look good. No. I'm just no. over – I can wear shorts but not denim shorts by any means. Anymore. No, I don't think I'm going to wear any shorts. Now, Now, granted, I have purchased my self-tanning product that I'm going to start applying – soon, you know, yeah, to get ready process. for Chile. So I was trying things on in a real pasty type of situation. <laughs> um, and that's, you know, that's not, it wasn't a great look, but um, I was like, I think I, I think I packed literally like zero shorts for Chile and it's like 90 degrees there, but I'm packing, I think I'm packing one pair of shorts, okay, but I'm but just mostly bringing, yeah, I've got my dresses and I've got my jeans that have vent holes <laughs> and I also have um, some, holes. I also, yeah, you know, like the distressed holes. Mm -hmm. And then I also have a couple pairs of pants that are kind of loose, breezy. Okay. All right. So we're going to need like a video, like once yeah. you, so this was kind of a test run, right? You trying to fit all your clothes into one Correct. bag. Correct. Um, I think we're going to need like some sort of video showing everything, showing everything that you're packing laid out and then. Yeah. In the bag, what type of bag you're taking? Because if someone were planning a trip like this by themselves and not taking gifts, yeah, it could technically be possible to fit it Correct. all in one carry-on. Okay. Correct. I'm but invested. I will say, and one of the reasons why, yes, we do have laundry there, but in Chile, they don't really have a dryer. Everything is line dry. Oh, yeah. So, you know, laundry isn't, you know, like such a – like I, I like to maybe only do it once or something while we're there, you know? Okay. So – so we'll see. We'll okay. see how that goes. All right. Mm -hmm. Amanda, I also wanted to share that um, Paige and I had a little adventure on Saturday. On oh Friday God. night, I scored some tickets on StubHub for Dancing with the Stars Live <laughs> in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Paige became a real fan of DWTS, as the fans call it. Mm-hmm um last season and i was like this would be really fun i'm gonna take her on a little adventure it's a couple weeks before her birthday and we drove out to lancaster which is like an hour and 10 minutes mm -hmm. and she really wanted to it was a four o'clock show we got like the early matinee which is perfect for a kid and she really wanted to go to the cracker barrel beforehand because mm. when we had done a little spring break getaway last year like it's all in the area of where this theater was so mm. We went to Cracker Barrel and got a little lunch, and then we mm -hmm. went over to the theater. 
And I think she was like, I mean, I was really into it because I love dance performances. And like we got our picture taken in front of the step and repeat. This is Dance with Stars Live. It was like, it was a real moment for me being a mom to a girl. I was like, this is what I've always dreamed of. And at intermission, she was like, can we go home now? (laughs) And I was like, no. So like, I think we're going to. I was like, are you bored? Are you? She just, I think she was a little confused. I thought, I think she thought like Alfonso and Julianne were well, going to be there Well, this is what hosting. I have a question. Like, yeah. what, what is Dancing with the Stars live? So it's really, the majority of the dancers are the pros who are on the show. Um, you know, being professional dancers, doing a bunch of different routines. There was one of the stars there, Sochi, who actually won this past season. Okay. And she was in a couple numbers, but it's, it's mainly the actual professional dancers on this tour. And it's um, not a competition where there's some judges there that are saying this dance. Exactly. The okay, judges okay. aren't there. It's not competition. It's not the same kind of like theme. Some of the songs kind of run from one into the other. So I think I didn't do a great job of explaining it to Paige, like what mm. it actually was. Mm. But then also at intermission, I was like, let's go get some popcorn and a bottle of water. And then she was totally fine for the second half. But she needed a snack. I just want to remind everyone that, um, like, when when we left and I was like, what was your favorite part of the day? I'm pretty sure that her favorite part of the day was Cracker Barrel. What'd she get? She got kids' chicken fingers. <laughs> and I let her buy a stuffed animal at the store oh, that was $7.99. She loves her stuffies. Wait, I was that really the Junie? Tried... Was that the Junie she was holding? No. See, oh. the, the Junie was actually – so the picture that I shared, which yeah. I, can, I can share maybe in our Facebook group is of me and Paige standing in front of the step and repeat that says Dance with the Stars Live and she's holding a stuffed animal. That is actually the dog that she bought at that same Cracker Barrel a year ago that she brought with her because it was like we were going to take her to where she was born, take Ah, the stuffy. I see, I see. But then she talked me into also buying another stuffed dog, Uh which like I'm a real pushover because I tried for so long. Like we actually went back to the Cracker Barrel after the show to buy the second. Wow. I know, such a pushover. And I tried so hard to like teach the lesson that we can't always buy stuff. And then I'm just like, it's $7.99. Just, okay, fine. Forget it. We're going We bought the dog. Anyway, but like our bill for the two of us to have lunch was literally $20. (laughs) And I was like, I could have just taken her to Cracker Bell. So just let you this be have. a reminder that yeah. kids will probably find more value in the really little things that you do. Because, like, we sat there and we had a nice chat and we split the basket of um, biscuits. And, like, yeah. I think I could have probably just taken to her, taken her to our local Cracker Bell. Mm-hmm. And made a day of it, and I would have saved a lot of money. It's well, okay. Made it be like the road trip. I think sometimes the road yeah. trip is fun that we're going because Lancaster. It's like really beautiful to drive around there, and you get to see the Amish sometimes. And so, you know, you could have yeah. done that too. I know it just reminds me of you know the time that I spent hundreds and hundreds of dollars to go to Disney World, and like twenty minutes into it, Isabel looked at me and was like, "Can we go back to Uncle Fred's house and feed the goats with bread?" Right. Yeah, I was like, oh, my God, <laughs> what and have I me, done? Yeah, I mean, and I'm glad we went. I am yes. glad we went. I think in hindsight, she now wants to rewatch some of the episodes from last season to see some of her favorite dances and be like, oh, there's Emma. She was the host. There's Brandon. Like, he's one of the dancers. So I think it helps, you know, in hindsight, she always likes things a little better. 
And I don't re- regret going. Right. I'm glad we did it. We had fun. But it's also a really good reminder, like, at times then when things are financially tight or when you miss the tickets to the special thing. Like, to kids, like, everything yeah. can be special. The well, littlest also, thing. Yeah, for sure. It's kind of like the mid-mod backs that we talked about. Like, you were kind of doing the mod, which was like Cracker Barrel plus – I keep wanting to say Dining Under the Stars. Plus <laughs> Dancing with the Stars. And you could have done the men, which was Cracker Barrel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Anyway. Good. Interesting. Very interesting. Good um, little reminder to self. Mm-hmm. Well, with that, as I take an enormous chunk of my tea, let us take a break and we will come back. Okay. Let us. Brooke, I will never forget the moment when I received the email that Marie Kondo was going to start training consultants. I could not sign up fast enough. That was seven years ago, and it's been an amazing adventure ever since. Now our listeners can put their passion to work by becoming certified KonMari consultants too. While courses have wrapped for 2023, new course dates and offerings are in the works for 2024 and beyond. The best way to stay in the know is by signing up for the Consultant Program Newsletter. Be the first to hear about new course dates, what to expect when you join the program, updates on consultants and instructors. They might even get me as an instructor, Brooke, and more. Head over to KonMari.is slash goodenoughish to sign up and stay connected to all things consulting. That's KonMari.is slash goodenoughish for more details. Get ready to spark joy while living your best life as a KonMari consultant. We're back. Hi. I liked our little banter in the first session. I feel like I could just, we could just banter all day. You just, you know, you I can't know. take us anywhere. I know. I mean, we've talked about our experience at the bank, <laughs> which by the way, like I had to go in there last week and I feel like I'm like, I'm like, hi everybody. I'm here. <laughs> they all know me so well now. I'm like here she is again. Signing more she paperwork. Is. Yep. So we're going to talk today, I love this topic, this idea about mental blocks. Like what are the silly little things or maybe not so silly things that we just, for some reason, just really trip us up. Yeah. And it feels related to, so I had my ADHD evaluation on Friday. Yeah. I want to hear more about it. Yeah. So I guess, you know, they don't really tell you anything in the moment. I have my follow-up on February 6th. So I guess that's like next week. Okay. Um, And she'll sort of tell me, you know, I'm not sure if I have or not, because the more I'm learning about it, it does really seem like it's something where you do have to have symptoms that presented before age 12. Hmm. And she kind of kept going like real, like nothing. And I, I was just like, I was a straight A student. Like I did my homework. I don't remember having a hard time focusing in school. Like, I don't know. Like I don't remember any symptoms. So I'm curious if the symptoms that I'm experiencing now are just more emblematic of how chaotic it is to live in the world today. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I mean, that's that's interesting. Like, so with the ADHD eva- evaluation, if they say that you don't have ADHD, might they point to something else? Or is their job strictly ADHD focused? Like, could they say, we think you have mild OCD or something that Yes. Not that you not that I think you do, but I don't I also don't know the intricacies of either of these diagnoses. Yes. So that'll be what'll be interesting if she's sort of like, okay, well, I don't think you have this, but you're definitely experiencing something. 
And they, she gave me lots of other tests that, you know, it was, it was great because it was stuff like, you know, she would read off a bunch of words, like 20 words, and then you would have to repeat back however many you could remember. And then we would do something else. And five minutes later, she'd be like, okay, how many of those words that you remember? Or it was like, she would give me like a nine digit number and ask me to tell it to her backwards. Oh, I couldn't and, even tell it to you forwards. You know, I know. I had to do it for, forwards and backwards. There were real brain benders. And then there were other ones, like, for example, okay, you had to read, like, it said in black. It's all printed in black, red, red, green, blue, red, green, blue. So you had to read what it says. Okay. Then there's no words. It's just colors. So it's a line that's green. So you say, like, green, red, blue, whatever for the line. But then the kicker is... It is the word red written in green, <laughs> and you have to say what color it is and don't read the word. This is really rude. They're just trying to mess with <laughs> and you And so now. then they're timing you on all of those different things, and they do things like they'll have you, you know, copy this sort of complicated drawing, and then a couple minutes later, they'll have you draw it from memory. So I'll I'll be super curious because, you know, what if I didn't present with any of these symptoms before the age of 12, but I totally bombed all these tests? You yeah. know, like, what does that mean? I don't know. Yeah. Interesting. So you had the idea of talking today about just mental blocks. Like, what are the things that you have to do that you're just like, no, 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 I don't want to do it. So yeah. like, give us some examples of yours. I mean, I thought of this mainly because last week I had to write a check for our car payment, which is like a whole frustrating thing because like when you get the car loan, they just go with whatever like credit union mm -hmm. that the car dealership is attached to and has like the best rate by like 0.01% on right. that given day. Mm -hmm. But it's a new bank that we're not typically customers of. And so then the only way for me to process our car payment is to write a check and mail it in mm. every month for five to six years, <laughs> which has become like a real issue for me. And I put it off for days until I was like, okay, the car payment's due in like two days. I really have to do this. And it just, it created so much friction. It's the getting of the checkbook. It's the writing of the amount uh -huh. and the check. It's the tearing off of the of the little address label and finding an envelope and finding a stamp. And like, <laughs> I know I'm not the only one, especially millennial, like on the cusp. Like mm -hmm. we grew up in the time of checks, but now everything is so much easier, but this isn't. And so mm -hmm. I just have such a mental block with it. Mm -hmm. This is a very small example, but it's a really interesting topic because I think a lot of us have things that we put off that we either don't know why or we do know why and we still don't do them. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah it seems like, A, there was a lot of friction in the process and B, you're like mad about it. I'm mad about it. Right. Let me process the payment online somehow. I've tried to, but it's like, oh, nope, sorry. That's not going to work. Nope. That doesn't work either because you're not a customer of our bank. I know you tried it this way, but that doesn't work either. <laughs> And so it's like, I think I'm, I think the one reason I have such a mental block with writing the check because I'm mad about it 
is because I have tried to find the other solutions and it's that much more frustrating that they're telling me those solutions aren't viable options for me. Mm. And we do live in a time of like instant gratification and being able to usually like process a payment online in 30 seconds. And so it creates like that much more of a mental block for me because it's like, no, but this is how it's supposed to be and you're not letting me make it easy. Why can't you let me make it easy? Because we're so, I don't know, we're just so used to everything being seamless and easy. And I think it points to a lot of us just being um, sick of the extra legwork that goes into being a human. I don't know. Yeah, I know. Adulting. Adulting? Um, I know with our car payment, um, we had to set up like a uh, put like $30 in a savings account so that we yeah. would be a customer. And then as Correct. soon as we were a customer and it was like a free one, so it's not going to be getting fees taken out or whatever. And then, then we could do the online. I don't know if that is an option for you. It wouldn't. No. I mean, maybe I need to actually like physically go to a branch. Which is another mental out. block. It's another actually, mental block right. to walk. Listen, my peeps at TD Bank, we're buds now. I can walk in there. But walking into another bank, I feel very intimidated by banks. Really? It's always been a mental block for me. Yeah, because I just feel dumb. Sometimes oh. I feel like I don't have the right verbiage to – like if I have a question. Mm. Like I was – at one point I was like the treasurer of the – um the daycare that our kids went to. I was like mm-hmm. the treasurer of the parents association. And yeah. I don't know who gave me that job because <laughs> I'm bad with money and I don't like writing checks. <laughs> but I used to put off going into the um, bank branch for weeks to answer, to ask a question because oh. I just, I have issues with numbers and money and mm. yeah. So banks in general big mental block. But you know what? I'm putting this on my to-do list. I'm going to – because there's actually – I drive by a branch of this credit union on my way to CFIT, Perfect. the one that has our car um, loan. So I just have to do it, Amanda. I yeah. got to do it. Right. Mm-hmm. Because I am wondering if you could do that little um, loophole where if you yeah. do, you know, create a state, put a savings account there with $10 on it, $30, you know, could you do it? Because yeah. writing a check every single month for five, six, that's a long time. It's so much friction. Yeah, I will say for me, a big mental block that I have is phone calls. I do not want to call anybody on the phone. I will find a live chat. I will spend 20 minutes looking for a live chat on a website for customer service in the same seven minutes that it would have taken me to actually call. Like, for example, this week, okay, speaking of banks. So this week, so I have changed my business banking account from Wells Fargo to Novo Bank. I called them once a couple weeks ago to try to close my account. I couldn't close the account because there was some pending transaction. They said, when the pending transaction goes through, the account will close. It did not. So I call again yesterday. I called, Brooke. I called on the phone. It took I took every a mental, you know, whatever. I called <laughs> them and they were like, you have another pending transaction and you cannot close it until that goes through. So I'm like logging into my bank every six seconds right now being like, can this pending transaction please go away? I want to close this account. So I'm dealing with banks and phone calls. Oof. Which is funny to me because you're like, even though you call yourself an introvert, you are extroverted when you talk to new people. So I'm, I'm kind of surprised that phone calls are a mental block for you because like generally you enjoy bantering with strangers. Well, I feel like these strangers are not banterable. 
a lot um, of times. And also the seven steps, like press one, press two, press three, plus seven, yeah. press nine. Representative, wait, I didn't hear you. You said that number wrong. It makes me want to chuck my phone into the woods. Yeah. <laughs> I feel totally the same. But also, I'm going to back up. I think the online chat, even though sometimes it takes longer, I sometimes also prefer it because they will send you the transcript later or like there's more of a paper yes. trail of you communicating with someone or like I will save a screenshot or, you know, a lot of times they'll email you the transcript after the fact. So even though the chat takes longer than making a phone call, it might actually be the more uh, yeah. create the le create less legwork later because you have a paper trail. Right. I also like that I can do um, other things. I got my little exactly. chat window open. You got to be careful not to close it, whatever, but I can kind of do other things. Um, but I do appreciate when it goes like ding when you get the chat because <laughs> sometimes I forget that I'm chatting with somebody and then they're like, oh, because you have been inactive, we have gone away and you have Goodbye. lost all of your progress. You have lost <laughs> yeah. all of your progress. Yeah. Um, one other thing. This is so silly. It's like multi-step. And I, I see this a lot with my clients too. Like for example, Brooke, I have two lamps right now that I got maybe, I don't remember, I think at an auction or garage sale or something like that. They don't work. There are people that will rewire lamps. Yes. Okay. I don't know where these people are. I and I don't know how, are. I don't know who these people are. They're probably like in some, I don't, I don't know, cave and I don't know. You you take it there and they will rewire it. And I don't know how much these people charge you to rewire the lamp. I feel like, so this lamp is essentially right now, it's trash, right? Mm. So do I just throw it away in the landfill? Because I really don't feel like going and finding these people that do the lamps and paying them the $150 that they're going to charge oh, me. I don't even imagine it would cost that much. So- Okay, let's take it back a little bit. We're going to workshop this. Okay. So you have talked before about how much you love like the local Facebook groups because you can just go on and say like, I need someone to do X, Y, Z. Like, have you started there yet? Have you gone and just said, I need some lamps rewired? Do you have anyone you've used or recommended? No, I have not done that. Okay. I did. Um, I remember that when we worked with that interior designer, she did mention that she's got a guy. Okay. All right. Put it on your list, Amanda. Reach out to Sierra. That's her name, right? I guess my Sierra. Yeah, I guess my Sierra. question is how much do I want these lamps that I want to go through this process or do I just want to post them, take them to the free store, put a sticker on them that says do not work or something like that so that it's somebody else's problem? Then do you need to find replacement lamps? Like are these lamps that need to be, that are in an area that you not need necessarily. lamps? No. Okay. So you could do that. You could sell them and say these need to be rewired, but they're lovely. But if yes. you truly like them, maybe put in, give yourself a limit to like the amount of time you're willing to put in effort. Yeah. So how about 10 minutes? Send a note to Sierra, write something on Facebook. Who who has a guy? How much does it typically cost? Are these right. worth saving? Right. And then it could end up being like, you know, some guy around the corner does it from his garage and boom. It's, right. Yeah. I think you have to decide how much time you're willing to put into it. Right. Because if you drop them off at the free store, that's still putting them in your car, dropping Correct. them off at the free store. So right. there's going to be some effort if you're trying to save them from the landfill. Right. 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 Okay. All right. So I think step one, 
we reach out to Sierra. Okay. Give me your lamp guy. Give me your lamp guy. Okay. Okay. Because they're cute. They're cute. I wouldn't mind saving them. But like right now they feel like fire hazards. Like they like flicker on and off in a weird way and that's not safe. Yeah. Unplug them. (laughs) They are unplugged. Step one, unplug. Yes. Step two, put in 10 minutes of effort and see where that takes you. Um, okay, um, I have like a hundred more, but okay. what is what is another one of yours? Another one for me is scheduling doctor's appointments, which mm. I don't think this is new for anyone. Um, as we all know, I uh, had scheduled flu and COVID shots for my kids in the fall, not me, and we all know where that landed me. Mm-hmm. Um, got well, I got my vaccinations too, and I, I landed know. right in the same place that True. you did. <laughs> I could have still gotten them, but like it was just a real reminder to myself that like the amount of effort I put into getting my kids the care that they like preventative care like I need to do the same thing for myself so Mm -hmm. I am due for a mammogram Mm -hmm. I need to write that on my schedule this week to make an appointment Mm -hmm. because there's just no excuse um but I received a letter like two months ago telling me that it was due for my mammogram and I still Mm -hmm. haven't called a great tip I've seen is to use your birthday month as like either the deadline Mm. for making certain appointments or try to get a lot of your appointments taken care of in oh. the time surrounding your birthday. So it's just like that really good annual reminder. Oh, because right like now, that. yeah, right now I'm at a point where it's like my mammogram is apparently needs to be in like January, February. Um, but like my regular wellness check happens another month. Like it would yes. probably help my mindset to just know that those things always happen in this month of the year, and I'm going to set aside a little extra time during that month to make sure I get all of these things taken care of. Because a lot of things are just like, you know, the yearly skin check. We do the dentist twice a year. Um, So I have a real mental block with doing that. And so I think putting it along with my birthday or whatever specific month I choose to either be calling and making all those appointments or to actually schedule those appointments for that month Mm, is going to help me overcome that block. I also like, for example, you know, you've heard people, who does this, but check your smoke alarms on the changing of the season. So basically like on the equinoxes, so on the 21st, mm-hmm. or maybe they say when we spring back, when whenever the t- time changes, whenever we spring back, fall back or spring forward, that's your chance to check your smoke alarm. So those sort of like checkpoints throughout the year can also be a good opportunity. Like I have a friend who changes her mascara every every time a season changes. It's like, oh, today's the day to throw my mascara out and get a new one, right? Love it. So I like that idea of those little checkpoints. Yeah. What's another one for you that we can help you overcome right now? Right now. It is so hard for me to – like if I'm sitting at my desk and I'm doing something and they're like, great, we just need a copy of your driver's license. It's like, Mm. oh, my God. I have to get up from where I'm sitting. I have to go down to my bag. I have to get my – it's like – it's it's for me, a lot of times it has to do with inertia. Yeah. You know, like getting out of bed in the morning is incredibly difficult. Like I have very strong inertia. I think it has a lot to do probably with like my energy level and the fact that like I'm really not eating the way that I should be. I'm not exercising mm. the way that I should be. And I think I feel that sort of – January slump of just kind of, I feel very slothy. So anything in general that requires me to 
move my tuchus is <laughs> it's hard. Just particularly in the month of January. Am I right? <laughs> Only in January. And the rest of the year, I'm a machine. No. I will say not true. I not too long ago I did my future self a favor because Nick switched uh to a new company in May and we got new insurance cards. And for mm-hmm. something I had to I think it was for like a kid's um, urgent care appointment. I had to show a picture of our insurance card. Mm. And so I took the picture. I saved them on my phone. And then I also saved them on my computer so that the next time I have to show an image of our insurance cards, which happens quite often when making any kind of online healthcare appointment, I already had them taken. So maybe do that with your license and your every time you get a new insurance card. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, like, Do but you I had a favor? I know, I know, but I, I had know. one the other day. I had to take a picture of myself holding my driver's license. <laughs> what? Yeah, what was this, was this, this for was the ADHD? For, evaluation? No, this was for um, this was for I think my LLC oh. formation or something. Yeah, You're yeah. Like, my <laughs> another one that I have that's a huge block is I tend to throw lots of things in a tote bag. Yeah. So I will be running out of the house and I'll be like, okay, here's the returns. Or like if I'm cleaning out my car, I'll be like, okay, let me put this in all in a tote bag. And then I bring it inside and it's a tote bag full of stuff. Yeah. And I don't want to deal with it. I don't know what's in there. I don't want to find its home. I don't want to deal with it. So tote bags filled with stuff is also like a kryptonite for me. Okay. So no more tote bags for you. <laughs> <laughs> but the alternative to tote bags is piles. Like Correct. we're all going to have piles. We are mm-hmm. like there's just pa- there's still even in this digital age there's paper everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. So I can't help you there. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's better off in a tote bag than in a pile on my dining room table, but I see what you mean though. It's like cuz then it gets really lost and then yeah. it just doesn't get addressed at all. So yeah, that's a tough one. I think a lot of us have trouble. Yeah, I definitely – I'm seeing something on your list here that I'm loving, which is the returning things in store or printing mm. return labels. I am loving the new trend now where it's like you don't even have to box this thing up. Just show this QR code at Whole Foods or Kohl's or wherever the Amazon or whatever shopping or drop location is. Yeah. I think that has removed a mental block for a lot of people is that whole boxing it up printing the return label, and then you got to find – you've printed the return label, and then you've got to find your packing tape mm. to put it over. I know. I know. Yeah. Yeah. I Sometimes I'm really good at this, and then other times something will sit for weeks until that's like the last possible day that I can return it, and then I'm stuck like running to Kohl's before it closes, you know. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I think it's a really good reminder to me that if I'm not going to want to return something, not to buy it in the first place. So we talked yes. a couple weeks ago about like – physically adding something to your cart and then changing your mind. But I think a lot of the reason I have to return things sometimes is because I'm ordering something online, it doesn't fit, or mm-hmm. I ordered multiple sizes because of vanity sizing. And and I'm going to be dealing with that with Old Navy pretty soon um, based on the aforementioned jeans. But uh, yeah, I don't know. What I try to do is if I know something needs to be returned and I know that I have the QR code like already set up or whatever in the mm-hmm. Amazon app or whatever, whatever company I'm returning it to. I will put it in a tote bag. 
Yes. Um, and I will hang it on the doorknob to our back door because that's yes. the way I go in and out. I park mm-hmm. in our driveway behind the house. Um, so that is helpful. But then oftentimes it will sit in my car for yeah. weeks. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's a little bit of a... It, it, I don't know. It's st- I'm still not great at it, but I don't. Is there anyone that's great at returning stuff? Well, I think it's just because these are multi-step processes. You know, it's yeah. all about completing the cycle. Because, yeah. like for example, with the lamp. Okay, I might get to step one, and then Sierra is going to be like, "Yeah, here's the information for the lamp guy." Okay, great. Then I have to do step two, which is call the lamp guy. Yeah. Then I got, and he's probably going to be like, I don't know, take some pictures of it or bring them in and I'll tell you. And then I do that. And then lamp guy tells me $250. And then I'm, you know what I mean? So it's like, yeah. it's the follow through of like the, all the, it's a very multi-step process to return something to, because it's like you did the process of doing the return online and then you got it into the tote bag and then you got the tote bag into the car. But yeah. then there's the whole process of getting your, you know your physical body and the tote bag inside of the store. Yeah. And that's, it's interesting. Like it makes you think, is it the actual doing of all of these steps that is creating the block or the friction? Or is it not knowing what those steps need to be because Mm -hmm. we feel so scatterbrained and focused on 7 million different things happening? So I don't know. And and Mm -hmm. that's only something you could answer. But it's like, is it the actual steps or is it just the act of figuring out what those steps are going to be that's yeah, the main I think point of friction. For me, it kind of gets back a little bit too to what you were talking about about like you're just mad about it. Like I think <laughs> I think yeah. sometimes it gets bigger. It gets into the whole like women are taking over too much of the emotional and the you know the labor of the family and you know like that sort of thing. Like I think it's common for women today to take on so much more than men. And I think sometimes with tasks like these, I get mad. I get mad that I'm the one doing all the steps. Well, and I think it also, at least in terms of the lamps, brings up a little guilt we feel for putting things in landfills. Mm -hmm. But then I also sometimes have to remind myself that like ultimately individuals are putting way less in landfill landfills than actual corporations that are yeah. the real problem. And so then sometimes I get in my head, I'm like, or I have to get out of my head and be like, me disposing of these broken lamps that are not doing mm-hmm. any good in my house or anyone mm-hmm. else's house is okay because sometimes things have to get thrown out. Right. Like I think you have to separate, is it like actual guilt or something else? Correct. Um, I mean, don't get me started on recycling, but that's a whole other stuff. <laughs> I know. Anyway. Okay. We've solved a couple of our problems. We have. We have. And like for you, I remember mental block was the passport. And you got through that, remember? But yeah, we did have to kind of break it down into steps. And we had to break it down into steps. I had to also successfully report it back to you and our listeners. And that made me more likely to do it. Also, I need to put some of these things in Asana so that I get my flying unicorn, you know? Like, I, I want to put it in there, ask Sira about the lamp guy, because once I ask her, I can check that off, and I might get an otter, I might get a sloth. You I never might, know. You never know. You just don't know what you're going to get. So right. make make the flying unicorns happen, Amanda. <laughs> okay? Okay? All right. 
<laughs> That'd be cool if like because we're doing on video, we're making horns right now. Like, yeah, no you know, that would be us, cool if because I'm making the Taylor Swift hearts, but that would be cool if you could make a unicorn or a narwhal. Oh, that would be fun. But how many people are doing this in their chats that then it would well, they a would unicorn. now if they knew it was going to create a unicorn. That's true. Does the late does the lasers work on this one? I did. I was, did you see? I oh, yeah, there it is. Lasers. Oh, my gosh, lasers. <laughs> you did not show me this last week. No, I didn't because you I had to learn. Learn them. I had to oh. learn them. I created a video for my email list of people to show them how, like, A, if they're driving you nuts in your Zoom meetings, this is how you turn them off. But B, mm-hmm. if you want to make lasers, that's how you do it. Wow. Time well spent <laughs> instead of having those lamps rewired, Amanda. Oh, my God. Okay. Oh, my gosh. Let's, Let's take, take a, break. a break and we'll be back. Okay. Hey, listeners. Amanda here. One of the best ways to support this podcast is by leaving positive ratings and reviews on Apple Podcasts. If you're on an iPhone, find that purple podcast app, search for Good Enough-ish, scroll down to the ratings and reviews sections to tap five stars and write your own review. You might even get a shout out on the show. Your support means so much and will help new listeners find us. Thanks so much. Now back to the show. We're back. We are. Amanda. Hi. What what were you going to say? I was going to say I could have spent the next seven hours talking about all my other mental blocks. Anywho, let's talk about what's sparking joy for me. Yeah. Well, okay. I was going to ask, but. No. If you must. I'm so excited about it. I'm just going to jump right in. Tell me. I want to talk about CVS Care Pass. Now, are you a CVS customer? I occasionally, if I have to get Like, where do you get your prescriptions? So the CVS pharmacy inside of the Target at the Springfield Mall, which you know, Uh is eons better than the standalone CVS pharmacy that is very close to my house. But like people are constantly complaining about it. Anybody I talk to. So I do have to drive a little further. Okay. Um, And then that changes because it's like the CVS pharmacy, but inside the Target, I don't always get like the CVS benefits that you're, I think, about to tell us. Okay. So um, exactly. Because you're not, when you're doing a CVS inside of a Target, you're not shopping at a CVS. You're just getting your prescriptions from CVS. Correct. So I now have not related. Well, I used to get my prescriptions from CVS, but now I get a 90-day supplies a 90-day supply mailed to me through my insurance company um, prescription. And that has been life-changing. That's been a set it and forget it type of situation. That's amazing. That I'm loving. But you can still take advantage of this without having to get your prescriptions from CVS. And I did also do some research. And I I didn't realize that CVS is so as as national as it is. Hmm. Apparently, there's like a 1,000 stores in all 50 states and beyond. Anywho. There's something called CVS Care Pass. It's now called CVS Extra Care Plus, and they call it small fee, big savings. So I basically pay $5 a month for my CVS Care Pass, and in return, I get a $10 reward, which is basically like a $10 coupon to use for anything that I want. You get cash back on all your purchases. You get 20% off of CVS brands and you always can like check deals before you go in and click like add to card, add to card, add to card. So yesterday I think I went in there because I always get excited when I get my, it's like they tell you they're like, it's your $10, you know, you got your $10 um, coupon. Today's your day. Today's your day. And sometimes I'll use it to treat myself to like a new nail polish, which we all know I'm never buying nail polish again. I'm only 
wearing the one shade that Correct. I Anywho, get yourself a new lip gloss, whatever. Or a lot of times they're also they're often having really good sales on expensive stuff like Tide detergent or expensive cereals or things like that. Like I went in there the other day, yesterday I guess it was, and I think I probably spent, I don't know, I bought like $30 worth of stuff. And after my coupons and my care pass, it was $5. Okay. All right. Yeah. So good for holidays, good for like stocking up for Valentine's Day, Halloween, even like school supplies, chips, you know, that kind of stuff. Okay. So Yeah. CVS is not a place I ever – like intentionally go to for that kind of thing. And the times that I do find myself there, I find their prices high. Mm -hmm. But I guess if you're taking advantage of this stuff, you know, it can yes. work out in your favor. But yeah, I don't I don't go to CBS. Maybe I need to check it out more. Yeah. Although, you know, if your local one has a bad reputation, but I um, mean just the pharmacy. They're just they're understaffed and like I think too, right. everybody here uses them. So it's it's bad news. But um but yeah, okay, this is a good tip. Maybe I have yeah. to look into it a little bit more. Yeah. Okay. okay. So what are you doing to do your future self a favor? Amanda, I mentioned this on an Instagram reel that I actually posted on our good enoughish account, kind of woke it up from the dead last week. Mm -hmm. Um but I want everybody to, like right now, today, text or somehow reach out to a long-lost friend that you just haven't been able to connect with in a, in a while and get something on the calendar with them now. Mm. It could be coffee a week from now, lunch a month from now, who knows what, six months from now. But the act of just getting it on the calendar mm. is going to ensure that you are going to connect with that person and make sure that you're making time for the people you care about. So I recently last week had lunch with my friend Lisa, mm -hmm. who we've known each other for years. And she had a baby during COVID and I went to visit her once, but like we don't live super close to each other and we just had lost touch. Mm. And I think back in like literally October, we were messaging back and forth about something on Instagram. And I was like, I miss you. Let's make a lunch happen. Mm. And literally our first open date was January. But I was like, I don't care. Let's put it on the calendar now. And we made it happen last week. And it was such a delight. And it just lifted my spirits because I hadn't seen her. It was a kind of rainy day. I would have mm. just kind of let myself stay home and be bleh, bleh in the rain. And it forced me to get out. It forced me to not force me to see a friend, but it made sure that I made seeing her a priority and it was such a delight. So oh, that's good. do you're your future so self a favor right now. Like just think about that friend or multiple friends that you're missing. And even if you can't get together until summer, like just get the wheels in motion now and yeah. you will thank your past self later. I love that. And I think I just wrote down the name of my friend that I need to I reach out to today. I saw you clicking that pen. Deidre. I it. <laughs> I was clicking my pen because Deidre, she's my friend. She lives in Seattle. And so we have been trying to connect for several weeks now. And we do voice memos back and forth quite often, but we don't often – she she loves much more like the in-person. So yeah. we need to do a virtual – not in-person, but we need to do a virtual coffee date. Love it. So I'm going to make that happen today. Okay. Do it. Sometimes just a quick text is like, it just wakes everybody up to like, oh my gosh, I haven't seen you. Let's just plan something. Right. And within a couple minutes, you've got a plan. Yes. Yeah. And especially, I mean, also do your future self this favor, like 
next fall when you know you're going to be kind of maybe not feeling January and you want yeah. some things to look forward to. Like I said, that really helped me get out of the house on a gray day. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it wasn't so bad to be driving in the rain. It was fine. No, you were probably okay. listening to some sad driving in the rain song. Not sad, <laughs> but you know what no. I mean? I will say it was pretty funny. The place that we had planned to meet, I got there a couple minutes early, got my meter paid. I was, like, really proud of myself. She texted me and she's like, uh, there was a water main break and this restaurant is closed. Oh. And the area where we met, which is near her office, is kind of a food desert. So I was mm. like, okay, we need to find another place that's within a 10-minute drive. Like, we are not letting this moment pass us by. So we were able to find a place. She had a little extra time to spare uh, before she had to get back to her office. But it was pretty funny that, like, <laughs> the day we chose to meet at the one restaurant that's decent and close to her office, they were closed. But you were on a mission and you made it happen. We were on a mission. We made it happen. And nice. I told her, I was like, I do not care about the food. I just want to see you. So wherever we end up is fine. That's awesome. I love yeah. that. All right. Well, this was fun. Everybody, tell us what your mental blocks are. I bet people yeah. have hilarious ones. So, And how you're overcoming them or if yes. you need us to help you overcome them. You know we fancy ourselves advice columnists. <laughs> We're excellent at fixing other people's lives. Oh, so good. <laughs> I'm so good at avoiding my own problems. <laughs> and yeah. who knows? Maybe next time we record my Christmas tree will still be up. Who knows? I just can't wait to follow <laughs> this saga. I think it's going to become – I think it's going to become a Valentine's tree and then a St. Patrick's Day tree. Just do like the doctor's offices do, that they just keep the tree up yeah. year round and they just change the, the theme. Yeah. Oh, don't. Can I show you what I'm doing right now? Have you Do you have, do you have any of these, these squishies? Oh, yeah. The squishy. <sighs> there, it's a, like a squishy ball. Is, Isabel is one of Isabel's and it has a little, oh, you're getting grossed out. I just, I got the, I got the heebie-jeebie <laughs> chills just looking at you doing it. Yeah. Okay. Some of, mm-hmm with that we're gonna let we're gonna let Brooke recover and uh it's not as bad as cotton balls was it cotton balls that we talked about that one time no oh my gosh no it was the the um oh my gosh the scratch art remember we were talking about the scratch art and I like physically couldn't finish the conversation that was similar not what just happened right now was similar similar not as bad but just I can't yeah. Anyway, okay, thanks for listening. Okay, bye everybody. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Good Enough-ish. We will be back each week with new topics, stories, tips, and personal experiences, as well as some good old friendly banter and lots of laughter. Don't forget to find us on Instagram at goodenough.ish. Email us at goodenoughishpodcast at gmail.com or leave us a voicemail at 484-440-9498 with questions, comments, or ideas for future episodes. Thanks for listening. Bye.